This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the radio program, Warning. Today's program was actually shot in my studio at World Ministries International, where we hold our services every week for the staff and their families. So it was shot in my chapel. My guest speaker, Pastor Tobias Nehemiah. He's done a series, and this one is titled Recognizing the Time. Pastor Tobias is the director of our Bible school in Kenya. Now let's begin. I want to share with us something very brief from the book of Matthew, chapter number 20. And uh, we're going to be looking at verse 29 to 34. I'm actually reading out of uh, New American Standard Version. It says, As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him, and two blind men sitting by the road, hearing that Jesus was passing by, cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd sternly told them to be quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus stopped and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, we want our eyes to be opened. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes, and immediately they regained their sight and followed him. Father, we just want to thank you this morning. We are blessed, dear Lord, to break the bride of life. And we pray, Lord, that we share your word this morning. Let your power and anointing flow. And Lord, may you speak to us. And Lord, relieve us and use us for your glory, dear Father. And meet needs in this place, Lord. And know the heart longs to hear from you. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to us in a very special way, oh God, in a very spectacular way. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, rebuke every spirit of darkness that may try to come and hover over this place. And I release and I set this atmosphere free for you today in the name of Jesus. May you minister to us in a mighty way, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I just want to recap from where we were. I think the last two Sundays that I've spoken here. The first Sunday that I was here, we talked about breaking through, break the camp. And that was from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 1 and verses 3 to 7. Last Sunday I was here, I talked about the season of in-between. And all these teachings tied together. And that's why I bring them together. Today, I want to talk to us about recognizing the time. The time and recognizing the season that we are in. I think it's important for us to understand that we know the season. In fact, you guys in America understand season more than we do in Africa. Because you have four seasons, we don't have four seasons there. We only have what we call cold and hot. But here, I can see it's beginning to change. In fact, as we were driving along here, Pastor was saying, oh, he was thinking already you are in winter. 
So his mind is already set to winter. <laughs> I don't know whether it is winter yet, but of course it's changed from the last time I was here. But it is good for us to understand the season we're in. The reason why I'm saying that, for God to begin to minister to you and bless you, you have to know where you are and you have to know where you are going. Where are you coming from and where are you going? Because God cannot be able to minister to you and bless you and bring you out of your captivity or give you a breakthrough if you do not know where you are. So the first thing is for you to understand where you are. Where am I? What season is it? And once you know that, then you begin to seek and begin to agonize over those areas so that God can be able to give you a breakthrough in that area, especially in your life. Now, I like this scripture that we've just read. I like it in many, many sense. The scripture says that there were these two blind men. These two blind men, they've never seen. The Bible does not give us account of how they became blind. But there is a fact that they were blind. And they knew they were blind. And they needed to come out of their blindness and be able to see. A lot of us are blind spiritually. We cannot even see. We do not know where we are. And that is the sickness, that the disease that is affecting the church today. And so these men knew they were blind. And they wanted to see. And that's a good thing. And they were very specific when Jesus asked them, what do you want me to do for you? They said, we want to see. Now, there are a few things that I want to share with us this morning that are important as far as we share this. First of all, the Bible says, in fact, King James says, they heard that Jesus was passing by. They heard that Jesus was passing by. Now, my version, the one that I've read, said they're hearing, hearing that Jesus was passing by. It meaning it was something like was just happening in that particular moment. But I like King James because it looks like King James puts in the fact that these people had been told about Jesus. That Jesus was going to pass by their area. That Jesus was going to pass by where they were at. And when they had, they prepared, they positioned themselves. They knew this was their season. They knew that was their time. Hallelujah. And they didn't want to let that time go. They wanted to make use of the time that Jesus was in their area. He hardly passes by here. Today is passing by here. And so when they had, they stood by and began to seek and began to talk to Jesus. You see, the problem of the church is that people hear about the word, about Jesus, but they do nothing about what they hear. What do you do when you hear about Jesus? What do you do with him today? What are you going to be doing? They heard that Jesus was passing by. And they did not just keep quiet. They said, we're going to do something. A lot of the church, especially the Pharisees that were with them, tried to stop them. Because the problem is, We've come to a point where we've gotten used to our lifestyle. We've gotten used to the way we live. We've gotten used to the way we do things that we don't want things to change. And so we are not doing anything about it. It is an experience that we know. I want to tell you, I want to surprise you, my brothers, this morning, that Jesus doesn't go by the experience you have. That's right. Jesus is full of suddenness. He does things that you just didn't know would happen. He does them suddenly. That is what Jesus does. This man had that Jesus is coming. You know the tradition of men were telling them, come on, you're making noise for the master. You better keep quiet. And the Bible says, the more they stopped him, the more they cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And nothing could ever stop them. What are you going to do when you hear about Jesus? 
It's not going to help you when you're here and just sit back there. You know, when they heard that Jesus is coming back, they positioned themselves to the extent that they were expecting something to come out of Jesus. You see, when you hear about Jesus, you must expect. That's right. Expect something. Expect something to happen. Expect something to change. Expect your life to turn around. Expect things to turn around for you. That is what they did. We want our life to change today. We no longer want to be begging. We no longer want to be asking people. We are no longer going to sit by the roadside begging people. We want to receive our eyesight and be able to do something with our hands. And they said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. So the first thing they did was they had. Just like many of us hear a lot of things, but we do nothing. But then they had. And they stood in a position of expectancy. That was their season. That was their moment. That was the point in the time they said, we must change our time today. Hallelujah. They had. Number two. Not only did they hear. The second thing they did, they cried out. God help us. No, let me tell you something, brothers. I may not know what you go through, I may not understand your situation like, I may not understand the problem that you have, I may not understand your financial status or your physical status, but one thing I do know is that when you cry to God in a state of desperation, God will hear you. The Bible says they cry to God. They were not going to God dignified and say, man, Jesus. You know, a lot of times we go to God and we are very dignified. Very dignified. We don't want to express. We want to just remain there and we are dignified. We say, oh God, praise God. Man, I tell you, when I go to my closet, I cry to God like a little baby. They cry to God. They cry. And the Bible says, when Jesus heard their cry, Jesus stopped. It is your cry that will cause Jesus to stop. It is a tear that will shed that will cause God to hear you. The Bible says God will wipe away our tears. God cannot wipe away tears that are not there. He will wipe away tears that are there when you cry to Him. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. They cried, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Now a few things that I want to share with you. Number one, they were determined. They were determined to get their goal. They are determined to get their healing. They were determined to get their eyesight. They were determined and nothing else would stop them. Regardless, nothing would distract them. People tried to stop them, men tried to stop them, but they refused. The tradition of men tried to stop, but they said, man, we have to get it and it is our day today, it is our season. Determination is what brings success. You can't do something once and you do it sluggishly and you expect to get the result. It is a determination. And determination is a process. And it may take time, but you got to determine. They were determined. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. They were determined to get their eyes, to receive their healing, to get their breakthrough. What breakthrough you are looking for, I do not know. But what can bring you to your breakthrough, to your turnaround, is a, a determination. A determination. God, I'm willing. I'm willing to sacrifice. It doesn't matter what happened. I'm willing to sacrifice my time today. I'm willing to go an extra mile. Just to receive, to try to get my breakthrough. They were determined. Number two, they had a consistency. Consistent in their lifestyle. Consistent in their crying. You see, friends, you can do it today and tomorrow you leave and you don't do it again. You've got to be consistent. Praise the name of the Lord. Consistency. 
I want to share with you something from the book of 2 Kings chapter number 13 and verse 14 onwards. It's a very interesting story. I've read it this and I've, every time I read it, it's just like there is something inside of me that just want to explode. But this is it. When Elisha became sick with the illness of which he was to die, Joash the king of Israel came down to him and wept over him and said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. Elisha said to him, Take a bow and an arrow. So he took the bow and the arrow. I think we've read the story, we know the story, we know it very well, and I'm sure that many of you have read it, and probably many of you have preached out of that. But here is the king of Israel, Joash. He is hard that Elisha is going to die, that Elisha is sick. And so what he does is that he knew Elisha was the one that was helping them overcome the enemy. So what he does, he goes to Elisha. And when he sees Elisha begin to cry, Oh, the chariot of Israel. And Elisha said, okay, what you need to do to cry, just take a bow and take an arrow. And he takes an arrow and he takes a bow. And what he tells him, tell him, now I want you to shoot. Turn to the window and shoot. And he began to shoot one, two, three. And then he stopped. And the scripture says, Elisha was very mad with him. Elisha was annoyed with him. And then the Bible says, Elisha began to ask him, why did you shoot many times? In other words, what Elisha was doing, Elisha was passing the anointing over him. In fact, the Bible says Elisha put his hand over his heart to be able to transfer the anointing that was on Elisha to him so that he would be able to overcome the enemy just like Elisha was. But he began to shoot and he shoot just feebly, shoots carelessly, lessly, with no consistency, with no determination at all. And Elisha was mad. Why did you shoot many times? Now the reason why Elisha was mad is because he was not consistent. He didn't take it serious. So these two blind men, we see them and they say they were so consistent, they were so demanding. And the Bible says they determined, they were crying out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And we can see the consistency in their cry. So they cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. We need to be consistent. We need it to be determined. The other third thing is I see they were very specific. If you're going to ask God for something, we need to be specific in our area of need. Tell God, God, this is it. Don't tell God, God, you understand. God, don't you know. I've heard people pray, God, you understand. And they use the scriptures and they say, God knows my need. Yes, God knows your need, but God also wants you to go to him and ask. Go to him. They were determined and they were consistent. Consistency is the key to your breakthrough. Something that can help you to turn around your life is consistency. And I want to share with us some three keys to our breakthrough. Number one, that I see in the book of Matthew chapter number 20 and verse 29 to 30. If you're going to have your breakthrough, stop listening to the devil. You know the devil is a liar. And the Bible says he is the father of lies. And he's been lying from the beginning. When you want to go at something, the devil will always come to you and begin to fuck your mind. You think, what do you think you are? Do you think you know it? Do you think you can do it? Do you think you can overcome? Do you think you can be healed? Do you think you can get out of that debt? Stop listening to the lies. Listen to God's word. Stop listening to the lies of the devil. He is a father of lies and there is nothing good in him. And the moment you give him some attention, then he will take advantage of that. Stop listening to him. 
This is what this man decided. They decided we are not going to listen to anybody there. We are going to listen to God. If Jesus said no, then we will listen to it. But as long as Jesus can give us an earring, we are going to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. They stopped listening to the lies of the devil. Hallelujah. Remember, the devil has nothing good that he can give you. He is a liar. And number two, and I want to concentrate on this one a little bit. Watch your words. Because your words are powerful. Watch your words. The word you say and the way you say them has power to create and has power to bring a curse back to you. Your words are powerful. Your words are just awesome, powerful. So we got to watch our words. Guard your mouth. Even when you're talking to people that are your juniors, not your seniors, just you need to guide your words. Because those words can create something in your life and it affects the life, your own life and the life of the other person. So you've got to be very careful. In fact, you need to think before you speak the words. Stop and think. Are we together this morning? Amen. Watch your words. I want to show you from the scripture how powerful our words are. In the book of Job, and Job has been talking to his friends, and his friends have been complaining to God, and Job has also been complaining to God. And then God comes around in the book of Job chapter number 38. Please stand there. We want to look at something there. Job chapter number 38. And we are reading verse 12 and 13. Now this is very interesting. I read this and I was just, wow. Lord, for many years I never saw this. Why did I see this? I read this and like my eyes were opened. Job chapter 38 and verse 12 says, Have you ever in your life commanded the morning and caused the dawn to know its place? Now this is what God is telling Job. Job, have you spoken to your morning? Now listen. God was telling Job like this. Job, yes, I know there is chaos in your life. I understand there's a problem in your life. But Job, you can bring order in your life. Have you commanded? The word command means to bring order. Have you spoken order in your life? Have you spoken those words in your life? Command your morning, bring control. The word command also means control. Have you brought control? Have you spoken to your life and brought control over your life that is in a mess? In fact, those words are from God. God speaking to Job. Job, have you commanded your morning? And I want to tell you this this morning, my brothers. You need to command your day by the words you speak. Early in the morning, command your day. Bring order in your life. Hallelujah. Bring order. Spend some time in the morning and set the day. The demons are out. The enemy set loose to destroy and to distract and to bring chaos in your life. You can bring those chaos in order. That's what he was telling Job. Job, I want you to bring your life in order by speaking to the morning. Yesterday, before I went to the airport in Abakak, I spent some time praying. And I prayed because last time when I was traveling out of Seattle, there's a lady who really gave me a hard time. She refused just to take my bag in and cause me to pay some money that I didn't want to pay. So I didn't want that to happen to me yesterday. So I spent some time. In the morning, I say, God, today I'm just ordering my day. I'm just ordering my day. I'm speaking against chaos. I'm praying that, God, you give me a good day today. And when I went to the airport, after I checked in, I went to the security. And this man looks at my passport and he says, you are a preacher? I said, yes. Then he calls his colleague on the other side. He said, I don't know what he called. I don't know whether they call him son, whatever it is. He said, hey, take that gentleman. 
And they took me, they told me, don't remove your shoes, don't remove anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was just something. Because you order your day. Hallelujah. Order your day. Praise the name of the Lord. Command your day. God was telling Job, Job, have you commanded your morning? He says, bring your morning into order. Supervise your morning. Bring under control. Things are in chaos in your life. Maybe it is your workplace. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your finances. Bring them in order. Today you can bring them in order, my friends. Hallelujah. I believe there is nothing impossible. If this blind man could stop and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus had mercy on them. There is nothing he cannot do. I believe he can do it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Command your morning. Command your morning. Command your morning. Command your morning. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says, Speak those things that are not as though they are. That Abraham believed that he spoke unto those things that were not as though they were. Hallelujah. You can speak things in expectation by your word. Your word can pull you up. Your word can bring you down. Your word can bring a blessing to you. Your word can bring a curse to you. It's depending on the way you speak your words. Hallelujah. This man decided we're going to use our mouth today to speak something to our lives. We're going to turn around our life. And it did turn around their lives. Hallelujah. It turned around their lives. I want you to know we were not born in a very good family. I was not born in a very good family and I'm not asking anybody to sympathize with me because God has brought me out of that. But God has blessed us because I believe the word. We believe the word of God and we say, God, I want to see a transformation. I want to see a change in my life. And God has been doing it. He can do it for you. My brother, my sister, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Have you commanded your morning? And in Job chapter 22, that same Job that you've read, Job chapter 22, we are reading verse 28. Actually, it's only verse 28. In fact, I want someone to read it for us. I'm taking a little longer today. I hope uh, you don't mind. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your way. Hallelujah. You will also do what? Declare. Declare. How do you declare? How do you declare a thing? You speak it. Hallelujah. You do what? You speak it. In fact, James Yours is saying, I'll also declare. Man, he says, you shall also decree a thing. Decree a thing. You decree a thing. You speak a thing. Hallelujah. You see, the reason why the children of Israel took so long in the wilderness is because of their complaint. In fact, history tells us that every day they complained, it took them a year to get out of that. Every day. Because of their mouths. Decree a thing. Speak it out. Words transmit power, my brothers. Words reveal our character. Words determine our reward and judgments. Words produce fruit. Words shape our destiny. Words is lies and creative. You can speak a creative something to be created in your life. Words are so powerful. Speak words. Hallelujah. You can speak to yourself. Every morning I wake up, I speak to myself. I say, God, today I'm going out and I'm blessed. And I have your favor, oh God. Amen. Amen. Speak words. Words. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Now allow me to end this by saying the fourth and last thing is that determination is not an option. You just have to be determined. 
It's not an option at all at all. Not an option. You can't say, well, I'll do it next time or whatever. Oh, I have an option. No, no, no. It's not an option. Determination is not an option at all. You've got to be determined. And finally, number four, the way to get a breakthrough in your life is give. Giving, giving is important in our life. When you want the Lord to give you a breakthrough in your life, give. When you learn to give, the Lord will bless you. Give. A ministry that does not give to another ministry can be stuck in the one thing for years. Give. Giving is important. Hallelujah. It's speaking about giving. But I've discovered one thing. The more you give, the more God begins to open the doors for you. It may not necessarily, maybe not today, but sometimes, somehow, God will open the door. Amen? Amen? So, we need to know our season. What season are you in? And are you making use of the season that is coming? And you see, you position yourself in a way that God can begin to shower His blessing and give you a breakthrough in your life. I pray that we'll be like the two blind men. They had, and they did not stop there. They did something about what they had. Today, as you've had today, I want to challenge you. What are you going to do about what you've had today? May God stir up our hearts that we'll be able to do something about what we hear. It's not just good preaching, but it's about the action you take. Taking a step of faith. You know, faith is taking a step, not waiting there. That is what it's all about. May the Lord bless you, and I thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.